Hey, and hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Educated Fan. My name is Brandon. I am joined here by my best friend, your co-host, Andrew Moore, and it is week 13, my good friend, 14, week 14, are we on week 14? 14. Jeez, it's almost over. It's flying by. I hate it. (laughs) I do too. You know what I hate? Hitler. When someone takes a someone takes a shit in the porta potty. Hitler, and the off season. <laughs> Those are the two two on the top of my list. But so, hey, we still have we still have a month of the season left, and the playoff race is playoffs. heating up because there are still so many spots to be determined. We no longer have any undefeated NFL teams in the NFL. And the Colts are right in the thick of it, which, and we're on an upward trend, especially considering last year, how I think we were in the middle of our two and seven ending for last year. But this one's a, this one's another big one. Colts are going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders and the Raiders are are hanging on by a thread for, for one of the final wildcard spots. And the Colts have the final wildcard spot right now. The Colts played the Raiders last year at Lucas Oil Stadium, and the Raiders took kind of took it to them in a sense. They they pretty much had the lead the entire game, and and the Colts really didn't have anything for them. So it may seem like this could be an easy game for the Colts, but I I, I have a similar feeling like I did in the Houston game where it's it's going to take both sides of the ball to really, really take care of business. Otherwise we could end up with another loss on our record to an AFC opponent, which would be kind of a double whammy in the tiebreaker situation. So an interesting matchup this week. Yeah. This game is, I don't I feel like every game from here on out is a must win. And that's unfortunate considering we have to play the Steelers uh, in a few weeks. Um, but you know, other than, other than the Steelers, I mean the 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 rest of the season, other than this weekend, should be smooth sailing. Um, but the Raiders, you know, after a terrible performance against the Atlanta Falcons, and then they turn around and 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 essentially lost to the Jets, minus you know the last six seconds. <laughs> right. I mean, they 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 should not have won that football game. Um, you know, I. <sighs> John Gruden's got to be pissed. I mean, they've got to come back better than uh, their last two performances. Let's go ahead and start with the spread, the lines for the game. Colts are favored, minus three, uh, with a money line of minus 155. Raiders are at plus 135, uh, with an over-under set at 51.5. Another tight line. Um, Not super shocked by that. Um... But there it is. Colts are favored, and, and, and we need to go out and perform. I think the Colts, weren't they favored by three points last week in Houston as well? I, th- I thought the yeah. spread was kind of close like that, too. Yes, so it is. it's it, it's going to be, I don't, and I don't get a sense that, that one team's going to blow the other one out Could've either. Been five. I think you get it close yeah. enough. Uh, either way, but sorry. I don't, I don't feel like any team's really going to blow, blow the other one out. And, and, I think I think for the Colts, the main thing we got to talk about it. We got to get off to a fast start in the first half yep. on the defensive side of the ball. This is it's no longer becoming a uh, something that can be ignored, or it's like it's something minor that the Colts can come back of. This is now a huge problem for this team, and 
And it's when we're in the last month of the season here where the margin of error for this Colts team is, is minuscule. They can't really afford to, to have to come back from these games, especially with a John Gruden team uh, that, and Derek Carr on offense that really they like to throw these quick passes. They like to get him in rhythm. Um, they like to do play action. It's, it's your typical West coast style offense, which and, we are not phenomenal against defensively. Right. That it seems like the Colts defense kind of struggles against this, this quick passing game where, where it doesn't allow the, the defensive line to get, to get pressure. And, and that's really where, where the Raiders succeeded in the game last year is Carr. I remember over and over again how Carr just got the ball out so quick to the to these receivers short, and they kind of just dink and dunked it down the field, and, and it led to scores. Now, obviously, this Colts defense is a lot better than last year. We have DeForest Buckner on the team. Uh, we have Xavier Rhodes on the team. Kenny Moore has been playing outstanding like always. But, it, but it's something to – it's something to monitor because if the Colts get down versus the Raiders, the Raiders, I mean, we'll talk about the Raiders defense after a bit, but the Raiders have a very physical defense that, that I think could, could cause some issues for this offense. And we don't want to all put it all on this offense to have to come back with Philip Rivers with a bum toe and, and, and no Anthony Costanzo. It would make the job so much harder and, there's just so much on the line regarding this game, not only for playoff spot, but, but tiebreakers. So the defense needs to be on point from the very beginning, I think. Well, and I think they thrive when they're the more physical team, um, our team in general, specifically the defense. Um, and I think you saw us get beat up by Tennessee, um, you know, and, and they were the obvious more physical football team on the field. Um, you know, and I think in order to prevent, a first half catastrophe uh, again this week. They're going to have to be the more physical team, and um, Derek Carr is not hard to fluster. I mean he he's got the emotional maturity of a thirteen year old girl. So I, realistically, if if we can get to him early and cause him some trouble, I think he's going to be play a pretty shitty rest of the game. Um, yeah. Go ahead. But the I wanted to say the Raiders. I mean, we got we don't we can't forget that the Raiders beat the Chiefs this year. They're the only team that beat the Kansas City Chiefs, which is ridiculous. So, so the Chiefs, I mean, they've got some. They can play. Henry Ruggs is no joke. He's got that speed that if mm-hmm. he gets behind this Colts defense, he could make them pay. And uh, Josh Jacobs, his his status is a little iffy for the game. I, I thought I saw dealing, out. I'm not sure if he's completely. I don't. Out you're right. Not, I didn't but, see out. I saw. Uh, John Gruden was not, uh, what was the word used? He, not in good. He doesn't think he's going to play. I don't know. I can't get the words out of my mouth. He doesn't think he's going to yeah. play. But but if he does play, Josh Jacobs is definitely a weapon and, and someone that I think the Raiders will try to establish to run and and use play action off of. But yeah, and I think a key for this Colts defense, just was saying it and and Anthony Walker I think was also talking about it how they come out so hyped in the very beginning that it almost takes them a little bit to settle into the game and that's when they start playing their game and we start seeing this elite Colts defense so I mean I think maybe they'll take a more it's kind of a they should stop the they should I think we call I think we need to stop the Justin Houston pregame speeches is it fire it's too much much? yeah if I mean if that's true if they really believe that they're too hyped up at the start of the game. Yeah, why not? No more yeah. Justin Houston pregame talks. He can do a halftime talk. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line though because you want to you want to be you want to be fired up enough that you got some juice to start out the game with, but you also don't want to be too hyped up that you're that you're not focusing on doing your job. Yep. And so I think. I think that's something that this Colts defense definitely needs to work on. They need to come out with enough fire and, and, and physicality, especially to attack that Raiders offensive line, because the Raiders offensive line is one of the best in football. Mm-hmm. They've got some great guys on that offensive line. They're about so, to meet a man to, named DeForest Buckner this week, pal. Yeah. And and not only him, but Phillip Rivers, who, who's playing his 29th career game against the Raiders, which is pretty it's a wild. lot of games. But yeah, man, I just 
I think that if we can balance that, come out with enough juice to really be physical and, and, and punch the Raiders in the mouth first, but, but still have that calm demeanor to, to focus on our jobs and focus on what the, what the Colts need to do, then I think we're going to start see, seeing some great success if, within the first half. And, and why not start at this, this game in Las Vegas? Andrew, what all do you know about uh, this Oakland defense? What opportunities, what area of opportunity do the Colts have offensively this week? So if you look at the defensive rankings, the Raiders defense really, if you on the outside at least, they don't look that great. They're, they're 22nd in total defense. They're 24th against the pass, 20th against the run, and 28th in points per game. So you look at that, and that's that's a below average defense. But I think where the Raiders defense excels and what Phillip Rivers and, and Frank Reich talked about today is they're a very physical defense. They really like to attack you and, and kind of impose their physicality, especially on on the line there, which will be kind of a concern considering we're on our third left tackle probably since Costanzo probably won't be able to go, but that's, that's something that if the Colts get behind in and they, they kind of let the, the Oakland Raiders or ooh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They, like, they let the Raiders line kind of dictate what's, what's going to happen. Then I could see where Phil could get a little skittish. So, uh, our offensive line, we've been talking about it all year, and, and Quentin Nelson talked about it last week. There's been some good moments. There's been some bad moments, but they're definitely not to the par that they expect to be as, as an elite offensive right. line. And I think this is a week where you, you could really see it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's coming off his best game of the year. Naheem Hines is always a threat no matter where he is on the field, whether he's coming out of the backfield, whether he's running the ball, whether he's catching it out of the backfield and Jordan Wilkins, that great change of pace back. Who's who's seen success this year as well. If the Colts really want to match that quality that the Oakland Raiders defense brings, it, it starts up front and it starts with number 56. It starts with number 78. It starts with number 72. Those three guys are going to have to lead it with Anthony Costanzo out. And, and I think if we can do that, this offense will have no problem against the Raiders defense. I agree. Okay. So you have to say (laughs) that. Yeah. um, Not really. I mean, I think we're going to be able to run the ball. We should be able to just move the ball at will. I mean, I I don't, I don't understand in my brain how we lose this football game, you know, but we, we love to make them close. I didn't think we had a chance in hell and losing to Houston and we were, couple yards away from doing so so um, right. I mean yeah, our I defense it, our defense is good enough that we should just simply be able to do exactly what you got to do to win a football game we should be able to outscore this team pretty right. and, pretty handily and I think I think what the Colts can do also is capitalize on some turnovers because this Derek Carr is prone to throw some interceptions and He's, when you've got Kenny Moore back there you've got Xavier Rhodes who's got some picks Julian Blackman who can make a play if, if Derek Carr turns it over, I think that's where the Colts really need to focus in this week is capitalizing on turnovers. What they Because we haven't been. What they haven't been able to do against Green Bay, what they weren't able to do, uh, I don't even know if we had any turnovers against Tennessee, but it seems <clears throat> like that's that's going to be the deciding factor in this game is if, if this Colts offense can turn it around and eat, whether it's through the air to T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr., whether it's on the ground with Jonathan Taylor uh, or the assortment of running backs, it's can we capitalize on turnovers because this this Colts defense continuously gets turnovers, and it seems like that has hurt us so much as instead of flipping, flipping it where we score a touchdown off of turnovers, maybe we either get zero or we get a hot rod field goal, but the other team is able to turn it into a touchdown off of turnovers. And, and I think that's just so important as far as, especially when you're, when you're down guys, especially like an Anthony Costanzo, who is 
going to be so crucial in this game because while the the Raiders don't have a like a star defensive lineman, they've got guys that can rush the passer mm-hmm. and, and make quality rushes. They they do it more as a team than anything else. So you're going to see various different looks coming at Chaz Green or or they're going to mix up some stunts to try to open up the middle and, and kind of confuse because you know Quentin Nelson is going to try to probably help Chaz Green on right. some on more plays. So uh, again, it's, it's about capitalizing on the turnovers and it's about being more physical than the Raiders, because if you take away their physicality from their defense, their defense is not very good. And there's going to be plenty of opportunities to make plays from Phillip rivers and company and, and this Colts offense. And I really, really intended on looking up the stats on our penalties, but this week I can't do it anymore. I mean, a little discipline. I don't. The NFL refs are coming after us. They hate us. They don't want us to make the playoffs. The NFL hates Indianapolis, uh, which is ridiculous. <laughs> by the way, um, I, I, I just don't understand why the NFL you bring up a great point hates Philip Rivers. They hate him. They hate the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I don't know. Maybe our ratings suck, but they don't want us in the playoffs. I'm telling you, I, I truly believe we're being targeted. You got your, uh, your tinfoil you got your tinfoil cap on there? Yeah, I do. I'm a little pissed off, but I can't deal with it this week. Um you, you do bring up a good point though about the penalties because it's been terrible. It's it's been killing drives. Not and not only that, last week we had two huge returns from Naheem Hines. One off the free kick and then and one, one was off a touchdown. the touchdown return. One was a touchdown and both got called back for holding penalties. That's a touchdown that would have put the nails in the coffin. Literally game taking over. points off the game. Exactly. It's 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 not only fundamentals, but it's it's just it's just not not panicking mm-hmm. and overreacting and 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 I think that the Colts the Colts really need to focus in on that too because it's it's making games tighter than they should be when the Colts are outperforming their opponents and it's it's losing games as well. When I mean you've seen Rocky Sin's penalties, the the holding penalties against Green Bay almost cost us the game. It's and like we, like we've said, the margin for error right now in the AFC playoff picture is just so slim. Whether we're going for the division, whether we're just trying to get a wild card, there's so many good teams fighting for those those last spots in the AFC. We got to win pretty much all of these games. With I mean, Pittsburgh obviously is going to be a hard game, but we can beat Las Vegas. We can beat Houston yeah. again. And beat Jacksonville. We need to take care of the business in the games that we should win. Otherwise, we aren't going to be playing in January. And it's a very real situation right now. So, Andrew, you, as you know, I'm packing up, getting ready to move across the country. South, not across. You get it. Moving to Georgia. Um, so I haven't had a lot of time this week to prep for this wonderful episode we're putting on today. And it seems like a real big miss that I didn't add any John Gruden clips uh, to the soundboard. I'm disappointed in you. I know. So what I did here, I've, I've been letting you talk for 10, 20 minutes at a time here um, so I could pull up uh, Edu- YouTube over educating. here. I pull, pulled up YouTube over here, and we're going to – I have no idea what we're walking into here, but it should be good. Wow. It's not going through the – why is this not going through USB? Well, that seems like a real missed fucking this, opportunity. This is terrible radio. Settings. Playback. Quality. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Oh, God. This sucks. This is this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. I don't understand why it's not. You know what? Don't care. Don't care. I don't care. Hey, we're, we're, we we'll do not care. Out. We'll cut this out. Nah. <laughs> I don't cut anything out anymore. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, I guess it's that time. Is it that time? What's your prediction? Prediction time. Well. Obviously, Colts by a million. Colts by a million. And two. I don't I oh. Colts are going to win 24 to 10. 24 to 10? Okay. 24 to 10. Man, you're, that's a big performance by the defense. Oh, yeah. You think Derek Carr is going to be that bad? Oh, yeah. Darren Waller, though, he's good for a touchdown. Okay. Uh, I think the Colts will win too. I think they cover. Uh, And I think the over hits because I still, 
is still not sure about this defense being able to to really shut him down in the first half, but I don't think it's going to be to the level that it has been recently. So I'm going to say Colts 31, Colts 31, Raiders 24. You like that? You like that? There we I go. like that. Um, I'm button crazy today, buddy. Yeah, I like that. Uh, shit, I did. That was not intentional. Um, <laughs> I am not on my A game today, <laughs> and I'm I'm okay. I can admit that to all the fans out there. I'm not on my A game today. I'm stressed out. I got to move. Literally have to drive. It'll probably take me 15 hours tomorrow. Yikes! Because Good of luck pulling on the trailer, one. we got a dog. You know, so you have Andrew, a moose. We have a moose. Injury time. Let's hear it. Who's in? Who's out? What do we got? So we had some, I mean, obviously it's Wednesday, but we had some guys out for rest today. Denis Gautry, Trey Burton, and Justin Houston like normal. Obviously, Anthony Costanzo didn't go today. Phillip Rivers didn't go today because of his toe, but I think that's probably going to be something that that lasts all throughout the rest of the year. Phillip's not going to have very much practice because he – legitimately needs surgery on his foot. So uh, big one today, though, uh, Kari Willis still not back from his back and quad injuries. However, he was over on the side working with a trainer. And usually when there's a when you're out there working with a trainer, you're pretty close to coming back. So I, I, I could very easily see Kari Willis back tomorrow in a limited role. Um, hopefully he's back on Sunday because he's been playing great. Bobby Okariki was back today, um, limited participant, but his, uh, Fantastic his news. ankle injury. But uh, so so it looks like he's he's on his way back. We could have our linebacking core all back probably by this weekend. Uh, Braden Smith has a groin. He was a limited participant. Kaboko Ture with his ankle. They're still taking it a little bit easy there. Uh, he was also limited. And Anthony Walker with ribs. He was also limited, but all the guys that were limited minus Bobby Okariki, I don't think it's a main issue, a big issue, I should say. And Bobby Okariki looks like he's on track to play on Sunday, which would be huge for this Colts defense, especially in the pass game. Be super helpful. Uh, yeah, and definitely in the pass game and against a, probably the second best tight end in the league. He's up there for sure. Darren Waller is a superstar. Used to be a drug addict. Now he's a superstar in the NFL. Really? I did I not believe know so. That. I think that was Darren Waller. They talked about it last <laughs> if year. You and Darren Knox. Waller a drug addict. <laughs> Just I out think of the he blue was, and he's I thought not he was a, a criminal. Addict. I, I feel like it was in Hard Knocks last year. I don't remember. He's got a story. He's got a good story, if I if I remember correct. I'm you just Googling gonna Google it? real quick. Gar- Darren, Darren Waller, Waller drug, drug addict. <laughs> yeah, you're now, right. Ha. He did. He started doing drugs and drinking when he was 15. Wow, good for him. What a story, Darren Waller. Not good a, for him. What a hilarious time to say good for him. I meant good for him for oh. overcoming his adversity. You, you get it. <laughs> Other Colts news. Uh, defensive end Cassius Marsh was signed off of the practice squad by the Steelers. You always say we Cassius. It's, it's Cassius Marsh. Cassius. Cassius. Do you like the Cassius better? Yeah, Cassius sounds better. Maybe uh, maybe Ben Banigou will actually get some PT this week since Cassius Marsh is, is now no longer on the team. Ben Banigou has been inactive for five straight weeks now. Not good. That And he's been healthy, like a healthy scratch. So the Colts, Weird. that kind of shows how the Colts uh, view Ben Banigou at this time. Not, not well. Um, all right. Go Colts. Uh, games around the league. And the NFL news. Week 13. Games we missed. Things you missed. Finally, down go the Steelers. And pretty much at the press conference, Mr. Mike Tomlin said, We do not care. He did not care. He honestly seemed relieved. I think he Have said, I think he said that when they play like that, they deserve to lose. I also saw a funny uh, bit from Mike Tomlin from the game where he was talking to Chase Young, and he said, I never want to lose as many games as it takes to get a guy like you. He's like, we have to lose 14 or 15 games to get a guy like you. I never want to do that. Right. 
Never had a losing se- never had a losing season. Mike Tomlin is one hell of a coach. I don't think that's I mean, that's obviously people know he's a good coach, but he's one of the best coaches of the last, oh, I don't know, twenty years. Oh 20, yeah. 30 years oh, at least. Yeah. By a long shot. Like creeping into like top ten all time, in my opinion. Mike Tomlin is an incredible coach. I mean, never had a, he's never had a losing season. He's been with the team since two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Is that and that the stat we saw? Yeah. Okay. Moving along. Washington won. Um, it was a fluke. Uh Bills beat the 49ers 34 to 24. Uh and the Ravens 34 to 17 over the Cowboys. Money. I mean so quite a bit of money. Money on that game. Do, 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 do. My favorite thing to do. Um Josh Allen. Let's talk about that game. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. A phenomenal football player. How he's become probably the best quarterback from that draft class. And oh yeah, it was the it was thought that he wasn't. It's not was even close. Worse, and that I, that class me. was what Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Lamar Lamar Jackson. I think wow. I think Josh Allen's the best quarterback in that group. I have no yeah. problem saying that. And Lamar Jackson won MVP last year. I think Josh Allen yeah. was on pace to win MVP this year to start. Things you know they took a few steps back uh, around the time they lost to the Titans, but hey. Um, yeah, Josh Rosen, by the way, has not gotten a fair shake in the NFL yet. I mean, nope. he just hasn't. But when he's been in, he's looked pretty trash as well. I'm pretty sure he's been on bo- both teams that he was on, Cardinals and the Dolphins, at the time when he was playing, were among the two worst offensive lines in the league. Real fair. hard to play quarterback when you have the worst offensive line in football. Um, moving along. Pick up standings. Oh, Andrew, I did not know I gained another game on you this week. Would you look at that? The one game. You took the Saints, I took the Falcons, and I lost. Poor decision. Andrew lost. Brandon, 12 out of 15 this week. Andrew, 11 out of 15, giving me an eight-game lead over Andrew with 135 picks right. Andrew, 127. I'm at 70%. He's at 66. Um, I don't know what I'm ranked now. Let's look together. You are, I saw you were in the 99.9 percentile. You dropped out of the 100th. Uh, according to the app, I'm still in the 100th. Really? On the phone, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right, 373rd. So, let's take a look under the hood. Take a look under Yeah, you get it. Um, all right, game time. Patriots, Rams, Thursday night football, Andrew. I was telling you to bet on the Patriots money line. But I don't think it's a smart decision. I'm going to go with the Rams here. I think the the Rams are Super Bowl revenge. Yeah, Super Bowl revenge game, and uh, the Rams are starting to put it all together. I think. Uh we'll always have the Rams, uh, is what my buddy would say after the Rams cost me a lot of money last weekend. Um, I yeah, I picked the Rams as well. I apparently picked them in a parlay. I don't really remember putting in, but. You get it. Um, Chicago Bears, Houston Texans. I, in Chicago, I think the Texans get the win. I do, too. I was actually going to say this. Deshaun Watson is going to have a career day. I mean, that Bears defense is still pretty good, but Deshaun Watson, I think, will be too much. And the Bears still don't have a quarterback, so right. it's, it's not going to be a well, good game. And Deshaun Watson, I mean, nobody enjoys – laying it on thick on teams that decided not to draft him quite like he does. So, right. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to eat up Cowboys bangles. You first, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, both teams are pretty, tra- pretty trash, but I think the Cowboys will have enough to beat the Bengals because the Bengals literally don't have anybody anymore. I mean, without Joe Burrow, that team is on like the level, of the jets. So I'll take the Cowboys to get, a garbage game that really doesn't mean anything for either of them besides, taking, besides draft position i guess i'm taking the cowboys as well uh this next one yikes denver broncos at carolina uh i have no idea panthers fuck it do we know if christian mccaffrey is playing probably not that would be a huge indicator for me. I mean, either way, whatever. If I pick the Panthers, they're not going to win. So, I do me a favor you know and pick what? the Broncos here. I am going to pick the Broncos based <laughs> on their game against 
Kansas City, where they look pretty decent. So I'll take the Broncos because whenever I pick the Panthers, they never win anyway. That's fair. Tennessee Titans are going to obliterate the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think it'll be close like last time. Yeah, I'll take the Titans as well. I, I mean, I don't know how close the game's going to be, but the Titans have to win. Otherwise, if the Colts win, hey, we'll be back atop the AFC South. So right. let's hope the Jags win, and we're both wrong. Kansas City, Miami Dolphins. In Miami, the only thing that worries me is how good that Miami defense is, but their offense is not good enough to keep up with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs for as sure. well. Your buddy Tyler probably is going to put together a stat or say how Tua is better than Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. But he did admit to me the other day, he goes, okay, fine. The offense needs some work. There we go. Hey, so. you're, you're he's becoming educated himself about his own team. But, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs. Uh, and that's, that's going to be a big for uh, this Colts team, considering the Dolphins are in the fight with the Colts for yeah. one of the wild card spots. Um, Vikings, Bucks. Vikings need a win to remain in the playoff conversation, I would think. But and Tampa can't afford a loss either. This, this is a big game. This is a low, under-the-radar big game this week. Uh, I feel like this is – I don't think Tom Brady loses to uh, um, Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins, thank you. What do you think? Yeah, I think the Bucks will probably win as well. A bye week for Tom Brady is good considering how bad this team has been lately. And the Vikings, I forget who they played last week, but I feel like they didn't play that well. They just barely squeaked it out. So I think Brady's going to be mad. I think maybe the Buccaneers regrouped on their bye week. Um, I don't think it'll be a close game, actually. I think Bucks handle them. Um, Arizona and the Giants. The Giants seem to be on an uproar. The Cardinals seem to be sputtering out of control. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals could possibly lose another one in a row. I, I'm going Cardinals. I think this this game is going to be close because yeah, the Cardinals have not looked good. Kyler Murray, I I think I don't know if he is injured or what, but he does not look like Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And the Giants could be getting back Danny Dimes this week, and that Giants defense is starting to make some plays. I am going to go with the Giants. All right. That's fine with me. Danny Dimes is expected to play, barring any setbacks this week. Um, Jets, Seahawks. Seahawks will not lose another one in a row, especially after being embarrassed by the Giants. The Jets are not good. The Seahawks are going to go off. I'd be willing to call that the best bet of the week. I could. I think Russell Wilson will throw for 300 yards and four TDs, and DK might catch three of them. I think Seahawks he'll throw 400 easily. yards. Wow. I, I, thought, I, I would like that. that a lot. Um, Atlanta Falcons and the Chargers. I'm going to go Falcons. <laughs> we haven't picked a game. Well, we picked a couple differently, but I was, I'm going to go Falcons as well. I, I do think they're going to be better than the Chargers. And I mean, maybe Justin Herbert bounces back, but the Chargers, they got skunked by the Patriots last week and they're just not a good team. Falcons, I think are just all around a better team right now. Packers, Lions, Andrew. Aaron Rodgers is going to dominate the Lions like he oh, has for the past. Aaron Rodgers. How many years? 10, 12, 15? Long Who time. cares? Packers by a million. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP right now. Uh, Saints, Eagles. I've heard rumblings that Drew Brees may be back, uh, but it does not matter because the Saints will win either way. Jalen Hurts will be getting his first start, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. He's going to get his first loss. We do not care. The Saints are going to win. Saints, Saints, Saints. Uh, Niners and the Washington football team. Um, I am honestly leaning 49ers. I want to lean 49ers, but the Washington football team, their defense is good. And that it defense has to go up against Nick Mullins, who he's been serviceable, but I, I don't think Nick Mullins is the, is great enough to beat a, a very good defense. So I'm going to take the Washington football team. There you go. I will admit, I do, I do hate my pick. I mean, 
It does not make <laughs> sense to me when I make it, but I already bet on it, so I'm I'm sticking through with it. I'm not gonna hedge my bet with a pick that doesn't matter. Um, the San Francisco 49ers depend on the run game. The Washington football team is good at stopping the run, uh, which seems like real trouble for the for the uh, 49ers, but I'm sticking with my guns here, and I'm going to go with the uh, 49ers. I would hate to be the Buffalo Bills this week playing the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football uh, because the Steelers are going to be making up for a loss this week. I'm going with the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to go Steelers as well. They're going to be pretty pissed off. I think they're going to give Josh Allen some trouble because it, it, I mean, he can get flustered pretty easily, even though he is one of the the best core, probably on his way to becoming one of the top tier quarterbacks. Yep. So uh, I'll take the Steelers as well. And the Steelers are good against mobile quarterbacks. Very true. Steelers are good Keep- against mobile quarterbacks. So they'll hit them. They just treat them like a running back. If you're running the ball past the line of scrimmage, you're getting hit. Um, Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns, bro. Ooh, I like this game. Monday night football. The Browns seem to be on a tear. Um, I th- I'll let you pick first because I feel like I picked a few in a row. See, see the Browns, when they played the, Bra- the Ravens earlier in the, year, in the year, Ravens killed them. But this Browns team is not the same Browns team. This Browns team has really gelled together. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, best best running back duo in the league by far. And while the Ravens look good against the Cowboys, everybody looks good against the Cowboys. I want to say the Ravens, because the Browns are ahead of the Colts in the playoff chase. But if the Ravens win, that's not good for the Colts because the Ravens hold the tiebreaker over the Colts. So it's tough. Colts are going to win the division. It's in Cleveland. I'm going to go Ravens. I think it'll be very close, but I am going to go Ravens. Huh? This is a tough game. This is a bet. This is don't bet on this game. I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole. The Browns have a better record than the Ravens. Um, mm-hmm. I, they've got to do it sometime, right? I mean, they can't just keep getting waxed by their divisional opponents. It's the Browns, Baker though. Baker has got to finally pull one off, right? He's got to. Browns. Browns. There, I said it. I said it. Browns at home. Wow. Cleveland Steamers. We've differed on quite a few this week. And I, I think there's three or four. 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 You literally almost said earlier how we haven't picked any different yet. And we had <laughs> picked two different already at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, go rounds. So that's it for uh, picks. What do we got next here, Andrew? Uh, nah, 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 nah. Injuries. Of course. Oh, damn it. Washington running back Antonio Gibson, turf toe, doubtful against 49ers. That's crap for me. You Don't picked like the that. 49ers. Yeah, I know, but I have got Antonio Gibson on my fantasy team. Oh, rip. Hey, Andrew, who's on your fantasy team? Nobody cares. We do. Nobody Bengals cares. tackle Jonah Williams' knee out for season. So the last two first-round picks made for the Bengals are both on IR for knee injuries and out for the year. You hate tough. to see it. Hate to see it. All right, other news around the league. Eagles named Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback over Carson Wentz versus the Saints. Andrew, we've talked about this before. It's starting to seem more and more realistic every day. Uh, would you want Carson Wentz as a quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts? Go ahead and ring the school bell real quick. Give me one moment. Finding school bell, finding school bell, finding school bell. Oh, there he is. Class in session. Class is in session. So let's talk about this. Seeing a lot of people on Colts Twitter talking about Carson Wentz and the Colts. Callan Cowherd was talking about Carson Wentz and the Colts today. So the situation with Carson Wentz, first of all, he he just signed an extension with the Eagles. Four years, $128 million that I think kicks in next year. If the Eagles were to cut him, they would have, it'd be like a dead cap number of $74 million. 
not good. So that, that means that for those of you that don't know, a dead cap means that there'd be $74 million counting against the salary cap for the Eagles that they just can't use. No matter if Carson, if Carson Wentz isn't on the team, if he is on the team and they don't cut him, it's, I think it begins. He's like do $35 million next year, 25 million guaranteed. So for those of you that are thinking the Colt that the Eagles are going to cut him, not going to happen. Pretty much impossible. Not going to get cut. They're going to have to trade him if they're going to unload him somehow. So that kind of gets me to my point of, do I want Carson Wentz on the Colts? I honestly think Carson Wentz on the Colts. Carson Wentz can return to his almost MVP form. Mm -hmm. Because number one, Frank Reich. Frank Reich was there with Carson Wentz when he was an MVP candidate. And it was Frank Reich that was mostly working with Carson Wentz. Two, we talked about this before before the show. Carson Wentz, I think his confidence is just completely shot right now. Yep. And it's it's because he's he's on a bad team. It's because the the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round to put a ton of pressure on him. It's it's just it's not a good situation for him. Number three, he's got one of the worst offensive lines in football right now. And when you don't have a good offensive line and you're constantly being pressured and your team isn't doing much as far as weapons around him, because, I mean, how many wide receivers on the Eagles can you name? Maybe two? Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. That's one. Uh, besides Sean Jackson. Uh, injured? Yeah. Like, all these, all these guys are hurt. So Carson yep. Wentz is just not in the ideal situation. Now, obviously, this would be if Jalen Hurts ends up taking over and playing well and becomes a, the st- actual starting quarterback for the Eagles, which to be determined on that. But I think the only way, the o- really, the only way the Colts would be able to get Carson Wentz is in a trade. Mm-hmm. And the way they would be able to do that Obviously, with that huge contract, that would take an unbelievable amount of confidence from Chris Ballard and Frank Reich that that Carson Wentz would be able to lead this feud, lead the Colts not only for the, this contract but for multiple contracts thereafter. This right. would be saying Carson Wentz is our solution at quarterback. Right. The likelihood of that happening, I think, is low. Is slim. Because I think the Eagles are going to, it's going to be tough, number one, for the Eagles to even trade Carson Wentz because of that contract. I I see a lot of people saying, oh, the Eagles could get a first for him. They could get a second. But with that contract and with how he's playing, his stock is very low. I think, I honestly think that the Eagles would have to throw in a pick in order to get Carson Wentz traded. Yeah. So a scenario could be maybe Carson Wentz and an Eagles fourth round pick for the Colts third round pick. I honestly could see that would have to be the price tag for him to get moved. And and his contract is, is kind of is bad, but the thing is the Colts can afford it because Jacoby comes off the books next year. And if Phillip rivers doesn't resign, he comes off the books. That's $45 million right there. Money's not an issue with the Colts and being able to attain him. The issue with his contract with the Colts would be putting so much money into a quarterback that has so many question marks around him. So, and I'm going to put a poll out there. um, I don't think there's any question marks. I'm going to I, put a I still have the utmost confidence in Carson Wentz. I would have to do a deep dive on his film myself to see that because I really want to, I, and hell, maybe I'll do that this weekend. Maybe I'll try to find some Carson Wentz film. But I, but that's, that's, that's kind of my take on Carson Wentz is the probability of the Colts getting him is very, very low. And I, I because of the contract, and I don't think that Chris Ballard is going to put this situation or and leverage the Colts future because this would in effect be Chris Ballard's legacy because if he doesn't get the quarterback right the Colts aren't gonna aren't gonna get to the Super Bowl that's it's yeah. just point blank we this team could be great but you need a good quarterback to win a Super Bowl in today's NFL and if you put all that in Carson Wentz that's going to be your quarterback and if it doesn't work then it could be Chris Ballard and Frank Reich eventually down the line being fired because this team has been set back 
multiple, multiple years for taking on a Carson Wentz. Would be the best offensive line he's ever played with. It would. That's another plus is be because of his how terrible that offensive line is in Philly. You come to one of the best offensive lines of football in Indianapolis with with a good running game mm-hmm. with with more talent that's going to be coming on the outside because, mm-hmm. you know, with Michael Pittman Jr. and T.Y. Hilton, there's going to be other guys that the Colts continue to add within the draft at wide receiver um, at tight end because Jack Doyle's not going to be around forever. So the, the Colts, the Colts, I think are in a better place and would be in a better position for Carson Wentz to succeed. And I very well think he could just, the, just with everything surrounding it. I, I think it's a very low probability that it actually does happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, sorry. A little sleepy there. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's a low probability thing. Do you think there's any possibility of Carson Wentz getting over to the Colts and reworking his contract? Like that being a part of the under the table. Hey, Carson, listen, we're going to get you and you're going to get a chance to keep playing football and not live in the misery under Jalen Hurts. But we're going to need to work some stuff out. I mean, it's it's been done before. Obviously, if that was a deal breaker where he doesn't agree to it, then then it's kind of on Carson Wentz. Do you want to stay? It is what's more important to you. Being you want to play football or not in the NFL, or do you want to be just getting all the money in the world, but being paid on a team that is going to be so hamstrung by how much money you're making if you're going to a backup and your team's. So and not only that, that's that, it. If he does that, I mean, if he sticks around and he and he's stuck as a backup, that's it. I mean, that's that's yeah. his last contract. He's. I mean, yeah, you're, you're gone if that's the case. So does he want to yeah, play football? Does he want to get earn another big contract? You know what I mean? That's that's what it comes down to. And the kind of person that Carson Wentz is, from what I have seen, is is he'd be probably willing to do that, but I don't know how much he would want to come down. And that's sure. all going to be based. I mean, obviously he's the, he got offered the contract. He signed that it's in his, as a person, it's in his full purview to, to, and his, is his right to really keep that. Well, yeah, but it's at the same time. Do you, like we said, do you want to play football? Do you want to have another chance to star in the NFL with a coach you were great with and succeed and, and, and be a Super Bowl winning starting quarterback? Or do you want to ride the pine behind Jalen Hurts if Jalen Hurts ends up being a good quarterback and, and they move on from him full time? So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over this next few weeks. Um, and, well, not a few weeks, but really into the offseason. I, I mean, if, if there were a team that would trade for Carson Wentz, and has the ability to, I would say, we'd be on the list. It's Indianapolis is right on that list. So, well, if he does, a lot man, of Sam Darnold talk. Hell, a lot of Sam Darnold talk this week too. A lot to talk about. Yeah, Sam Darnold's an option too. This offseason is going to be very interesting because we could trade for a Sam Darnold, a Carson Wentz. We could re-sign a Philip Rivers. We could trade up in the draft for one of these these quarterbacks, either uh, a Trey Lance or uh, a, a Zach Wilson. Uh, Kyle Trask. You, you never know. It's going to be very interesting in this offseason with the Colts quarterback situation. I agree. Uh, other news in the other news segment. Broncos cornerback A.J. Boye facing a six-game suspension for PED use. I do believe that's confirmed, by the way, Andrew. I thought I saw Shefty tweet this morning. Yes, and uh, from what I heard, I think it's the same. He got the same advice from the guy that was giving Will Fuller and Bradley Roby advice. Right. So all three of those guys uh, getting bad advice, and there's going to be some legal matters for that, dude. Hate to see it. Uh, uh, uh. All right, and you know what time it is, Andrew? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Your favorite segment of the week? It's my... Sometimes my favorite, sometimes my least favorite, to be honest with you. But it is time for Bad Beats with Brandon. I am bringing up my goodies here. Honestly, this week, guys, I do not have a whole hell of a lot for you. Um, just a little money line parlay. Just a little plus 80, 586 that I put $100 on. Um, Oof. Parlay, yeah, and it, it let me cash out for... $67. Nah, don't do that. Yeah, for why it. would I? We're going for it. We're going to win $585 on top of the $100 bet. Starting all tomorrow night with the New England Patriots against the Los Angeles Rams. I picked the Rams. Kansas City straight up against the Chiefs. They're minus 335. 
Tennessee Titans at Jacksonville Jaguars. Minus 350 on Tennessee. Minus 770 for the Seahawks against the Jets. Uh, Green Bay is a minus 400 favorite against the Lions. Got them. Saints over the Eagles at minus 310. And the Washington football team plays the San Francisco 49ers. And I've got them minus 178. Don't be shocked if I am calling Andrew to cash out my bet for me because I'm going to be in the state where I can't gamble on that one. <laughs> That's it. Nice and easy. Easy yeah. peasy. How are you going to do it with I'm going to let someone not being able to I'm going to let someone handle my business for me and I'm going to pay that person 10% of anything I win. Oh, there you go. Probably Curtis because I've been I used to bet for him when he couldn't bet in Tennessee, but now he can. So, there you go. Probably Curtis, maybe you, maybe my brother, maybe my buddy Brandon who uh has opened my eyes to uh, um, being more of a frequent gambler. He's, he's all about the frequency. What are we playing today? What multiple <laughs> things are we playing today? That's his. That's his mindset. So, wow, very dangerous. It's a good thing I got out of work when I did because if I've been working with that guy for another year, I'd go broke. Um, <laughs> that's it. Go follow us on our socials at the Educated Fan. That's at T H E E H D U C A T E D F A N. You know the rules. Also, please go rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. Please. 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 Go do it. Share with your friends. Share. Let's get more people involved in this. Let's get more people on the Colts party train with this podcast. If you see a person wearing a Colts hat or shirt, walk up to them and say, hey, asshole, go listen to the educated fan. Do that. I mean, I wouldn't call him an asshole, but tell him to listen to the podcast. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Listen to the podcast. Okay, that's it. Um, Big game this weekend. Hopefully we get that dub. Go Colts. Go Colts. I fucking love football, and I love you guys. Here comes the. Here comes the. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like Here comes the.